finish, boy. No, actually, we were soon get to that point. Yeah, that's I bought a two hundred fifteen dollar investment. No, I gonna get the five hundred dollar one. Five hundred. Yeah, because you could actually record and it'll split. I think it's a split. And you have the output for the screen so you can see it live. Yeah, no, I getting close to there because Mister Eric Ward had suggested that last year. Yeah, you can. I want to look tacky. I want to look tacky too. I'm, look, I'm just looking look tacky, you know. Yeah, I look tacky like you are. You look tacky, you see? Okay. With a rug wrap shirt on. I actually was gonna wear my Rocco's Modern World. You should, but yeah, but I you think should. actually when you drew this is when I had that shirt on. But well, I you, had, should, you should do that. You should do that. That way we could play it off like we planned this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't bring it, but. Which is like, I had to, if I probably had time this morning, because I had to literally throw these clothes in the buy and take my mom to the bank. Let's go with my whole front room full of dirty clothes. We rolling? Yeah. We rolling, rolling, rolling. So, you know, maybe we just do a little cold opening. We was we was rolling that, that whole time, right? Yeah. All right. Any napkin by Greasy, but. Yeah, oh, let me go get them. <laughs> yeah, One time. But, you know, we always just chill out. Kick it. Everything has always be everything cool. cool. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't got nothing to do. We have a very... I lie. I have a lot of <laughs> <laughs> But I want to support the world, man. We all put in the yeah. Line, that Sonic video has me laughing. Dude. Y'all bought that and stuff? Hey, Pete, we... Yeah, he... When he recently... Hot Topic, eh? Hold on, no, no. I mean the biggie. He gave it to you or you bought it? I kind of want it. They have like a game night during lockdown. Okay. Virtual game night. Virtual game. Well, what game you always playing? We was doing like top and stuff like that, right? So whatever you was doing, like you was doing that, just learn the camera off, just find some office in the house and stuff like that, coming back to work. Oh, you was, re- that's why you were saying. I was there for that, but I feel like I was there. Like I know you did that. You probably was Reverend a- King, boy? Yeah. Reverend King is PG's grandfather. Um. You know, I was looking at that for the longest, but I was like, I, I bro, this remember, is this, this I who, portrait. No, this this who kept this safe during the whole pandemic, you know, from the gray beyond. Really? Yeah. God, that's his walk past and touch the pain. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> bro, if ain't nobody else out there, it's a rare artist, bro. All right, now we can. Um, make sure the fine ain't getting too much in the mic, right? Sorry, that. They're breaking all the rules on my, right. my camera and on my phone on and all that. No, but it's just a cold opening because we were going, how much minutes are we here? Two and a half. All right, so welcome to Everything Cool, and this is where we drop the... Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. The tourists come over to chill on the beach. But they don't come over the hill where we sleep. We got nightmares and they got fantasies. No sanity, it's just insanity. My mommy hoping nothing happens to me. That's it? So that's now it's the intro? Yeah. We always, ten, ha- ten, 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 we always ten. start with a cold opening. Wait, I lost my eye. 
one. <laughs> you just put the phone there. No, that's my next one. Don't be like that. Other person. But your off. couch. <laughs> so evil, but couch is phone, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Couch. <laughs> you have a story with that. <laughs> Why we have a story with that? No, but that was so, like, your couch was like, but it's an iPhone 11? Let me see the switch. It was an iPhone 5, I think, the last yeah, one. Yeah, like, really. someone left their iPhone here, no, no, no. like, probably no, years. They left that there intentionally. They wanted you all to break that, too. Uh, okay, I'm buying them the five no more. Y'all gotta buy them something. Oh, all right, good about Let me get serious. Let me get serious. So, welcome to another episode of Everything Cool. Um, we're joined. Well, Chris, you joined? I, <laughs> I mean, we're joined by. Oh, oh right. <laughs> but first, let me introduce myself. You know what it is? It's the Negus of Nassau saying, Anton Alexander, Lord Jalen Willard at your service. Alongside with the party of one in the backyard. Yep, one is the loneliest number. Once again, we back to one, back to one. But it is me, P. Giovanni, aka PG13, aka PG13, aka Hidden in Plain Sight, aka your favorite non bay, aka too many AKAs. AKA Actually, happy, happy Mario Day, by the way. Yes, happy Mario Day. <laughs> A.K.A. Mario, Mario the cosplayer. Yeah. Mario today? Yeah, yeah it's, it's Mario March Day. March 10th. March 10th. So if you write that in lead speak. <laughs> so as of this recording, it's Mario Day. So, you right. know, wow. actually, there's a post on the Homemade Heroes um, pages about, you know, commemorating all the Mars out there, especially our very own. <laughs> Right. Wow. <laughs> like Mario of a day. Yes. Yep. Wow, a day. And it's celebrated more right. than International Men's Day. All right. <laughs> so it's cool, boy. Oh, uh, man. So, so last but not least, let's introduce our I guests would, for the day. Uh, Ren, a.k.a. Renbird, a.k.a. Ren and Stimpy. Ernie and Bird equals Renbird, a.k.a. Mr. President, a.k.a. AKA Waynehead, a.k.a. Randy Creative, a.k.a. Ren the Artist. AKA World's Fastest 2017, AKA Your Girlfriend Favorite Artist. Mm. Nah, that's it. Get in the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Between you, like, right there. Yeah. I got it. I put them both. Yeah. Sorry about that. So he, uh, I just wanted to try the AKs. I wanna- okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool because, nah, you know. Just random. Just random. Everything cool. So. Normally, before we get into any show, we always have a special segment called the Bayman Word, Phrase, or Saying of the Day. And we normally yeah. give that pleasure to our guest. Oh, crap. I <laughs> saw it on it. I didn't know <laughs> uh, Bayman Word for the day. Uh, Stread. Did we have that already? Y'all had that already? I feel like we should have, but I feel like I, I didn't hear it okay, before, right? I don't think we had true. We had it as like with Mother Sick Dread or something like that. Right. Like that. Uh, so, I, Dread. I, I, whatever, no, I come up with a different one there. Y'all go All with right. me. All right. Uh, it's not, but I think it's Gala. It's Gala. Gala, Gala is like the female. Not that, right. Yeah, Gala. Gala. I Gala. think Long Island people would know. Gala, I think, is the female way of saying boy. So I'm saying, but I might, I might have messed it up, but I think it's Gala. Mm. Okay, so for international viewers, what is Gala? Gala is like a female. So you. Is it Bala or Gala? Sorry, DeAndre Cartwright, get at me. But um, <laughs> so the whole concept of it is it's actually insulting to call a female boy. So you're supposed to call them um, Gala or Bala. An equivalent. It's the equivalent of boy. Are we still insulted by boy, I think? No, but we, in our no, we, we can say it in our culture, right. but I didn't, when I went to Long Island, I discovered it. And actually, when I was writing my comic uh, during the last weekend, I went to do some research and found that out. So... The Lucayans in my comic, they don't call them, but they call them that. That's a learning lesson, you know, to teach mm, people. Like, just gems. Mama's cooking all over <laughs> the thing. So, yeah, normally with these audio adventures, we always have riveting guests, and we always like to start in the beginning. 
So tell us, like, you know, what was, like, yeah, how your childhood was, you know, the origin story of Rembrandt, Mortimer. Oh, my whole government name, Jack. Um, (laughs) But uh, to be honest, I humble, grew up in the church, uh, have Mm -hmm. a two-parent household. So grew up in Transfiguration Baptist Church. VZM. A lot of you all come from Transfiguration. Yes. <laughs> some of the best people. Sock and Trans. Two things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it, wow. Like, two but, cults uh, now. Now Trans is a new cult, eh? Yeah, that's trans. it. You know what? I didn't want to say one of the oldest Baptist churches in the country and all that, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I grew up in church. I would say pretty much a church boy. Uh, it, it continued straight into college, actually. So a lot of people talk about partying when they was a kid, you know, going out and all that stuff. I used to be the one, like even in Sock or primary school, when people talk about things they did that weekend, I was like, when you always have time. So me what and my, you mean when they have time? My sister and me just realized that our mom like wired us differently. Okay. So, you know, Monday was prayer meeting. Tuesday was something else. Wednesday was Bible study. Right. And you got to go there with your parents uh, because, you know, I should ride home. Thursday <laughs> is like choir practice. Friday was uh, you beating yeah. and R.E. and G.A. So we're all ambassadors of Christ and our girls auxiliary. Then... Yes, Saturday, I was a baseball player, too. So during the week, I also had to go to baseball practice. Uh-huh. So from I was in side grade, like four or five and six, I was on national teams going off. And Andre Wood and, and Jeff Rogers, and not Jeff Rogers, I'm Andre Wood and other people. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so from I was a young age, I was playing baseball. Also in Baptist League, I was playing baseball and volleyball and basketball at a young age, right? So you're talking about you're always active on a Saturday I get up, you have to do chores until like 10, then you got to go to JBL and play baseball. After that, you're switching your clothes to go to choir practice. After choir practice, you got to stay because mommy have a choir practice, so you're still chilling in the youth center. Then Sunday come, and you got to sing in the choir and do a lot. And of course, I was playing piano at the time too. So you're talking about weekends never exist, always in church. Um, never had my first real girlfriend till 21, you know, kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, right in the same boat, but I didn't have an active, like, no, I, I was like active, that. like, right yeah. now in, in my life because I stopped going, I stopped ministering full time mm-hmm. in church at 21, right? When I got my first job at Atlanta's. So I actually sat down with Pastor Thompson and I explained to him, like, I love the church. I know you always give you a little stipend at the end for assisting, but you know, I got to make money to be something in life. Yeah. yeah. You know, I finished college, so I went to get a job in a hotel. The requirement for where I was at, which is housekeeping, and when I was a manager at Trini, was that you can't have Sundays off. So I would then <laughs> um, exit the church, uh, still get active in, like, vacation Bible school, sometimes be a host, be a character, um, but I wasn't really as active. So even growing up in church, pantomime ministry, I was a choir director, I was, uh, of course, involved in Royal Ambassadors for Christ, leading behind the scenes, while still being in Junior Achievement, Achievers Association, while still uh, being active, forming my own life. So literally from my mommy foundation, so learning all the kind of talents and keeping busy, I've always been somebody who always busy. Like right now, people look at my schedule and be like, when do you find time? I say, but you only see all this time? <laughs> like I just binge watch Wakfu again. For no reason. Like, <laughs> I have time on my schedule. Yeah. No, I think, um, and I always, me and my cousin, and many people talk about this. It's like, your parent, well, I was unfortunate to have a, and my child to have an active life where I got to do so many different things and express myself in a bunch of ways. I was home all the time. But like, you know, just being sheltered like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think a lot of 
parent, and I always would say, and whenever I get kids, they're going to have an active life from not waiting until high no, school. you hope. You hope. Yeah. Yeah. Don't set yourself up. That's like me saying, but when my <laughs> son got me, you be an artist. I, you come up and just be like, daddy, I don't do engineering. But right. Come here, but you can slap you. <laughs> no. Do, you, you, know, you, but, draw. Yeah, but, you draw. You draw today in this yeah, house. Yeah. No, but not just, no, just them yeah, having yeah, an active yeah. life just in general, not waiting. Oh, okay. You have to stay home and do school. Mm-hmm. But, and then when you get to high school, then you will come have this active life. As I said it, because then you would realize how time effective you have to be. Like, okay, this is this time. This is this time. Okay, I could take this hour, two hours to do this. Then move it's on. It's chaotic too, bro. Like, I want you to feel like I everything know. is good. Like, yeah. I, I developed migraines at a very early age. I couldn't take... Mommy is a very loud woman, right? Yeah. So I can't... I couldn't take noise and I couldn't take light. So imagine my mom always talking on the phone because she's a unionist. So she's always talking on the phone about mm. the unionist stuff, right? Mm. Then our daddy had us in this ritual for me as young. So daddy wakes us up like 4.30 every morning to do devotions. Wow. Mm. Every morning. So if you fall asleep doing devotions and it's time to say that I have a father, he's knocking and say, well, you fall asleep. Let's start over. Oh, Psalm chapter one. Oh, shoot. Like, so um, I, I wouldn't, like, I, I develop a lot of, like, sleeping habits and stuff. Like, I sleep in cars. When mm. I was a baby, though, that's just a relaxing thing. But mm. it went shit into my adulthood. So, like, most of my accidents they've been in life, it wasn't because I was drunk or high or something like that. It's literally because I had fallen asleep. asleep. Like, oh, wow. Mm. So, uh, and then these straight into high school, I like, started doing this thing where I started coffee early, but I also spontaneously would get tired and fall asleep. So, kind of like I had to go get medical checkout, and they said to summarize it, I don't know what it was called, but my body needs more energy, and I wasn't taking enough vitamin B. Mm. So when I was young, I used to have a lot of vitamin, which filled with vitamin B, so it never used to show. Yeah. So I could have do all the sports and be athletic and all that stuff. When right. I get older, doing coffee, which of course takes away from your potassium and some of your energy, mm. and then you don't get no vitamin B. So it's like my brain was giving my body nutrients. So what it costs is just me to have the random drops here. Mm. Yeah, Staying yeah. class and different stuff in cars. I, like I would be on the bus going home and literally miss my bus stop twice. Like I'll say, okay, I'm coming off in like 10 minutes. Literally, when I get out the bus driver, like, um, sorry, you didn't End ride around for right. like two hours. You okay? <laughs> so, yeah. But, like, so, they didn't just recommend, maybe you just need more rest? Uh, I, to this day, and this like the thing mm. about parents, but, yeah. so I have a strict mom, and she literally is always say, oh, you won't work hard enough, or you lazy. You wear everything I doing? Yeah. But my <laughs> mom, to this day, mommy would be like, oh, when I was your age, I was doing as much as you. Now I hold, I still her, no, you wasn't. Yeah. You was never as busy, busy as me. At one point, when I was COVID's president and involved a couple other stuff, I was traveling like twice a month and she was traveling twice a month. Mm. And then a year later, when I started doing international art, I was traveling like four times a month. And she's like, boy, why are you always going? I say, so now you get admit yeah. that I'm actually busier than you? Right. Mm. So yeah, but that's a uh, real talk. It come up to my upbringing, who I was under. You know, I'm from the science family. We very tight-knit, but I'm also a more and more. So a lot of family values, a lot of family-centricness. So Sunday right after church, Family dinners, you chilling by family. Like, there's rarely any time for you to say slack off or do something. It's just always go good. So you, because like when I first encountered you, so we we fast forward. Okay, high school into college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started UB, um, fall 2010, and then like when I first encountered you, you always seemed like the model student. Where basically, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I so, was, man. I uh, not to cut you off, but I honestly. Mm-hmm. I had the experience. That's that's what I was me in my job right now, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm also PR and branding specialist for UB. 
But like when I had work, I could connect with students because I'd be real. So I met a student who got in trouble with the law and I was like, come sit down, but let me tell you, we'll get in trouble with the law. And I tell him about my court cases and all that. And he was like, boy, I'd never believe you'd be into that. You know, you meet students who go on stuff, challenging, trying to date, trying to find themselves, failing the course, and you could get them real advice. You know, even the students who be like, well, I don't feel like college for me. I could give them advice that I got in college or I read. So the book Think Big by Ben Carson, mm-hmm. one of the chapters I fell in love with because I didn't uh, disconnect them back in high school, but I'll get there later. But I really couldn't read until grade 10. I used to see the words. Mm-hmm. And try to play it off and try to sound like everybody. And then I used to do, like, y'all ever see that interview with Vantasia reading? But then she starts saying stuff that she think on the paper, but they ain't really on the paper. I've um, never seen that. Yeah. So I, I, had a, I had a degree of that, too. I used to uh. imaginary read. So I like, I want to read as fast as everybody and sound like everybody. So I'd be like, da 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 And I saying words that ain't really on the paper. So, mm. like, the teachers used to stop me and be like, read the words on them. <laughs> and I was like, but I don't sound like them, though. Right, right. So I literally... It was like in grade 10, I got tears mm. uh, from people who I, I think was kind of cool, but they literally make it fun of me. I had to say the word negligible mm. um, and how my phonetic skills work is I can't pronounce. I have no understanding of pronouncing long and, and short and all that stuff. All these rules they taught you as a kid, mm. meh, missed it. Mm. Right? Mm. Like in primary school, I was a part of the recorder group, choir, always leaving, going on field trips. I never was in class. And I can do straight into college. I got my degree. I still remember. Shout out to Katira Bob. Uh, <laughs> my, my higher level psychology class did a petition stating that I have to come to class and I have to give feedback in order to pass the class. They petitioned for you Hold to on, come to class. Students, the <laughs> students, the teacher, Dr. Hutchison, shout out to her. She used to bust me at pennies to sleep in the class. But um, and yeah. also the dean agreed that I had to show up to class and I had to open up. To finish my degree. Okay, so wow. hold on. why said, did they? But so you just would just turn in the work? Oh no! I once I look at that curriculum and they say 20 percent for attendance. Well, leaving this class <laughs> with a B. Yeah. I used to get all the A's and best grades I could. Leave the class with a B. I never wow. used to show up. That's how I was so busy with COVID. I used to be like in meetings and committees and doing stuff, and people would be like, "Boy, like you was a student too. Why don't like go to class?" I'd be like. Oh, I so I see. Class the petition was basically to say, Cobus, give this man some time to come no, to class. No, the petition was to say, Redbird, oh. come to class. And oh, actually so they used to be, yeah. stuff oh, so it was to force you to come to class. Right. I came to class, but I used to sleep in class. Right. And you say Katerus had that? Katerus <laughs> one of them, baby. She's, a, she's one of the eight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> say but all I'm saying is that You're not going to school mm-hmm. together, is he? You're schoolmates. Yeah, man. dope. It was just, the lesson I got from Ben Carson was just, understand your learning style, baby. Like, from I understood that, one, I can't read as quickly as people, right? So the time allocated to go to class, if I ain't joking around, I actually in the library secretly reading the textbook because I read slower than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, when people in class for three hours, I'm in the textbook trying to read the chapter. I also learned that once you learn your lecture style, you know how to pass the class. So if I have a lecturer who talks, big one. But their notes is what they're grading you on. I need to come to class ahead of these notes. And they have habits of this will be on the test. This will be on the quiz. They will repeat some point twice. Whenever they repeat it twice, this could be on something. <laughs> Little hints I learned. So I actually, before I even finished my psychology degree, I was using psychology. I was analyzing people to figure out life. Mm. So the same, the same thing with uh, reading. I would, but that's how bad I was at reading. I would count the seats because I figured out my English teachers, right? They used to make <laughs> you read and sock. Mm. Bless their soul. So I used to <laughs> count the seats. And always it was like seat number 26, 27, right? So the room went like this. And mm. she used to pick it like this. 
So mm. if I always come to class 10 minutes before everybody, I used to run from PE sometimes too, to sit way on the side of the class so I never get used to read it. Wow. But ooh. Literally, but that's how that like, sound like a portion of anxiety to it. It was anxiety. It right. was a little bit of um nervousness, embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And literally that one day when the teacher made me read it's because she decided she's watching me too. So she switched the order. <laughs> she flipped the script. Mother. So sometimes I wouldn't go on the exact end. In case she did that, I'd say, let me just go like close to it to make it look random, right? Right. But literally she saw it and she picked me to read. The word was negligible. I couldn't say it. I say negligible because I heard somebody say it, but I didn't hear them too good and I can't mm. pronounce it. So I had to go on memory about what I think different parts of this is. So how my learning works. So you could have read, but you just couldn't pronounce. Read. Think of lettuce as a picture. Okay. If you showed mm. me this, right, and you said this is a bottle uh-huh. and you show me the word bottle, I remember that the combination of this picture, which is bottle, which is the picture bottle, mm. the words. Equals to this, which is the bottle, which I know what this is. Right. But if you tell me the spell bottle, you don't remember. The picture, remember, is like this. So it's probably B O B, and then it's either T or L. No, real talk. It happened in real time. I can't remember. Like, I would have to focus and then realize that, okay, bottle. But what is ball? How do you spell ball? Ball is B A L L. But that So you ever got like a SAS for it? Why this intriguing for me? Because I had a learning disability, almost something similar to you and. Had these manic processes, especially in college, to where like the whole learning your professor style. Like for me, not to cut you off, for me, no, um, I I took a whole year of art history, mm-hmm. and I learned the teacher style. Like she so write all the notes before class and then talk. So while I come to class, write all the notes, go fall asleep in the class, go home take the notes because i was like i can't i'm, I'm a visual learner mm. so I, what i would do is make a cheat sheet so i'll go online take her notes and then go research the stuff again and then pair it and then understand See, the you had the internet via encyclopedias back in my day yeah so Come but on. no but this is when i was in but college it, the lesson yeah the yeah two of us did it you have to learn how you learn yeah that's mm-hmm. the first thing they teach in council in 100 learn how you learn yeah. and finish college so ben carson did the same thing he was applying for his MD. He mm. was in a class. He was failing. He going to class, listening to the lecture. He failing. He discovered that if he go to the library and read the chapters, he got better grades. Mm. So he started. People say, "Why are you in class?" He started to do what works for him. Right. So he became the first black neo, um, uh, neopath surgeon to separate the two twins and all that. Mm. Right. Gifted hands. But I'm just saying, like a key part of this life is you're defining your pathway, but like how yeah. you do it. Yeah. And no matter what people do, it stick to that pathway. Like, mm. I'm a living proof that if you find, I just talked to my boy, Jamal Allen, and literally it's like, if you look at our lifestyles as artists, all of us just found a pathway, a thing that we love, and just focused on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite people telling you, oh, have a backup plan, have a plan B, don't do this, don't do that. Mm. No way, stick to it yeah. long enough and doors open. I met you also at um, when I was at Nod. I drew yeah. for Nod for five to six years, bro. I think four, no, four to five years. Consistently, three mm. times a month, coming there on Fridays, meeting guests, meeting Bahamians, seeing who leaving from work, sneaking out from Atlanta to say, oh, I sick. I catch so much of my employees in Nod, mm. leaving the island saying they sick, and I'd be like, you ain't sick. You want right. to draw it? <laughs> what you mean? Mm. But I'm saying like that opportunity was only afforded because I stick with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I give a lot of credit to my good friend, Willard Cunningham, 
Will it? So my darling, you know, I wasn't introduced to the So you was doing caricatures? So I, I have t- drawn caricatures all my life. Okay. When I was a baby. My daddy was an artist. Okay. But my daddy, you know, respectfully felt, you know, money and art went the way of, uh, he worked for BTVI. Mm. So he was doing um, boat repair and engine repairs and stuff like that. Mm. So he kind of came to me when I was like in high school, no, like in college. I was about 19 and I was drawing, starting to get some money for it. And he was like, why well, don't go find a real trade? Does he know trade? Mm. And so, you know, with my disability, I said, well, let's define what is the trade. What is the trade in your explanation? Um, and he said, oh, a trade is when you use your hand to get money. I said, so how much you get for fixing this boat engine? He said, well, I just get $50 an hour. I said, well, I just get $75 an hour. Well, <laughs> so that's my trade. <laughs> right. Technically. Just like that. So, but, yeah. So that's like anybody mm. who really, really knows me know I, I think different because I literally was taught different. I wasn't growing up the same like you. Like the reason why I could do all these different functions in all these companies mm. is because that's my norm. But mm. I don't know what it is to just sit there and but I bought. Like I ain't gonna lie, I recently said I bought and I started the masters. I don't mm. say bought too long. Like I literally was like, but I actually have like an additional eight hours every day. Mm. Um let me go do something, right? Let me apply for this masters. Boom. I ain't bought no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lie, I lie. I actually still love <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's not get too far. Let's get back yeah, on yeah, track yeah. a little bit. So okay, so college days. So you the modern citizen like uh you be spend about approximately like five years. So mm. was I going from like my point no, of no, view, seeing cool. like because I knew you spent probably like a year at UB before I went to Atlanta to do my uh right. BFA. So so when people saw you and have you, they were always like, okay, remember as the model student, this was like high time when you was it, trying to it's run. different opinions. But yeah, yeah, I, I know, know. I know. Was obviously a later on. high energy run, right? Yeah. Well, I wasn't called run back then. It was run, but yeah. high energy run, but is somebody who, if you're amongst people, yeah. he could shine. He could be a leader. He uh-huh. could be out there. Mm-hmm. He could be loud. That yeah. was just me. That's before all the leadership. I went on leadership retreats, all that. I just found out that that's me. So I was always kind of shy and reserved in high school. So college was like that reset button mm. where I could redefine myself. And I did that. So I started to meet friends, people. I started to join organizations, um, emerging leaders of the college, the Bahamas. I joined Key Club, not Key Club, um, Golden Key, okay. National Society of Leadership and Success. Yeah. I started to join committees. Of course, I joined SGA. So mm. I started to learn that like I was a leader. I didn't never in my life. Like what prompted you to that? Because yeah, my cousin, but I ain't gonna lie, Regina mm. Hunt, she said, me, okay. Regina, now we could Regina saw me underneath what we used to call a cami tree. So the tree right next to the cow. Mm. Every yeah, every freshman used to call it something different. So the sock people, we call it cami tree. Because uh, one of our boys, Cammy, used to sit there. <laughs> but uh, literally, Gina saw me there chilling. And she was like, why you don't get active for that year? And I saw them, you know, blue blazers, their little cocky pants walking. I was like, but at the same time she was like we have a position free for treasurer you know you was in junior achievement you was good at sales maybe you would come in and you make a difference so at the time um the president was perry newton pastor perry newton god bless his soul because everything he taught me and and on this leadership came out to bite me Mm -hmm. later in my life right so perry was an older man always reserved even to this day the same fights i fighting is things perry tell me i got the fight for the rest of my life No matter how creative you is or fast or how much you want to be out there and passionate you is, slow down, Renbert. You got to wait for process years. And I used to be like, baby, we only have a year in this office. Let's do these things now. Well, let's get the proper protocol to be passed. Proper protocol. 
It takes a year to do. <laughs> so we wasted nine. He said, yeah, but that's how the world works. So mm-hmm. Perry gave me a lot of advice. Um, I became rebellious, you know, working under a 60-year-old man and you're 19 and you have so much ideas and it's like, calm down. So the thing I did, the first time I ever played politics, actually, is me and my boy Adrian, Adrian Wagus. We wanted yeah, to I know. I, I was in this film where he did around that time. Dope, man. So yeah. me and Adrian, we wanted to go to American Student Government Association, a trip that, again, would change my life, right? And we knew that we had the budget. The student affairs VP at the time, Colin Major, was like, the budget there, like, y'all could travel. This a learning experience. This could change. This good for y'all. So we had the student affairs signing. You know, people was helping us, but we needed the president's signature. By the time we get a signature, the clause was that the VP had to come and the Senate speaker had to come, which was fine. So we got to go on the trip. That singing trip would, like, begin me understanding how much my leadership style of who I am even goes beyond these shores. Because, like, you meeting people around the world, other student government association people, you're talking about constitutions, you realizing that although you used to college at the Bahamas, our constitution that we had with COB was far beyond all these, like, tip-top schools. These schools, people trying to leave the Bahamas to go to, our student government association was better or in a better position than them. And I was like, whoa. So when I came back, it was a degree of, we doing a lot of stuff right. And we using our mantle to teach other people how to run their script a little better. So when I came back, that's when I went from Georgia, becoming the first illegal operating tuck shop operator on the campus, <laughs> selling hot parties out the sub. Um, okay, so that was your idea? That was illegally my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I got personal letters from President Jane Harder saying, Renbert, we hear you are selling parties. Stop it. You need a health certificate. Like, yeah, man, that's fine. All this money, we could get that. We get that out certificate. But I was hustling, mate. It was like every morning, right. five o'clock, buy the parties, put them in there. We had a sign in, sign out system. So every student who worked, they got 10% or whatever was sold in the store whenever they stayed there. Mm-hmm. And we paid them out. And then we liquidated it from that. Um, Waylon took over, then uh, Malcolm took over, and then it shut down. But we was the first illegal. Yeah, because I used to go there, like in the little corridor next to where where the sub is and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. you know so yeah it was fun running it uh from that of course the wellness center started selling parties yeah started selling parties but yeah to be a part of the team and my friends who ran that and be empowered at such a young age and be able to make your own money that would have been the start man so going straight into there i guess it leads up on that leadership cobus all that stuff was I like having the college experience other people's having? No, I still had drop shares. So even though I was chilling with my friends and they drinking, if I had one drink, I go on. I sleep in. Mm. Like, I be in the bodies of my friends, everybody dancing, having fun. Mm. I sleep in on the couch. Mm. I sleep on dirty couches. That's how tired I be, right? <laughs> so I, I was working hard and partying hard, and I feel like I had my ideal college experience at college at Bond. Like, after class, going to the beaches, chilling with your friends. If anybody know our time was four local time, so yeah, I was in college when they introduced four local. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, people yeah. used to be drinking on yeah. campus and being faded. No, they say students still is. I no, I know. I said I was in the recorder. But yeah, I was uh, a part of a chapter where you know security wasn't as strict as it is. We didn't have campus oh, police. Oh man, uh, <laughs> you could have throw parties and policies wasn't in place. And Cobus presidents or Cobus itself was known for parties. Yeah. So we use parties to connect with the students so we can get them to come to student assemblies to change stuff to better the experience. 
Uh, it was fun, you know, as a council member too. But of course, became infamous because they got locked up. So, and right yeah. there, we're going to take a quick commercial <laughs> break because we're about to get very interesting. I really want to talk about that security part too. Mm -hmm. But we can be right back after these messages. Is your computer stuck in safe mode because of unsafe downloads? Are you tired of knockoff accessories that leave your device worse than before? Solve those problems and more here at Create Tech Bahamas. Bring in tomorrow's technology to your doorsteps today. Just didn't read, I just made notes because me redoing it helping me to learn it and it's like okay now nah, well that's also why i don't read like now that i can't read yeah. i don't read as much because when i read i retain everything oh. i retain everything so when i read i do it for understanding or using that information yeah. later so i can't just read something just because you want to read it that's a waste of time mm. i think I, i'm like that too because it's like uh people always be like how you know all these little facts and da 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 because when i read it if I see something in the movie, I'm going to stop the movie and go research it very mm -hmm. quick and then go start it again. Because now I, I want to understand it. And it's like, that's like, I even show you. Like, I mean, it ain't really a secret, but that's literally how I do social media. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people just do who tweet and all that. I don't need to do that. I literally get more engaged with my uh, client's page because I actively post and I watch their posts and I take note of what people say and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm retaining information. I'm retaining, uh, retaining trends or information people talking about or what's working and what's not working then i process and i do what's gonna work yeah so a part of that like is for instance this whole sticker thing right uh, i now use stickers because i can no longer not use stickers i have to use stickers to connect stickers the on the story or stickers on, on whatsapp yeah. oh, so okay. i i now yeah. well i'll be g g gifs and stories but i have to use them mm. to connect with my populace do I want to use them? No. Will I go on record and tell everybody I miss the days of semicolons and just half of brackets and stuff? Mm. Yes, I do. I'm that old, right? Mm. <laughs> Give me a payphone with a quarter. I am happy. But now we're in an era that people don't even say what they're actually saying no more. They just use an emoji. They use emojis and stickers and expressions. So it's like, if you meet the, uh, not to touch authorness, right? But that's why I wrote my book too, my second book. But if you look at the average relationship when you get to even a girl, can you really have a conversation? No, you have to convey it through using images and emojis. Bro. And then the worst part is people talk all day, use these stickers all day. How you doing all that? What all going on? Chris Rock said it best for in Tambourine. Back in the day, his daddy used to leave home, go to work, work hard, come back, and then get updated from his wife what happened today. Yeah. She... Had her husband away. He going to work. She know what he doing. When he come back, she could be like, I do this. I clean. I put up the children. They actually had something to talk about. But yeah. Today, we stay on the person that we in a relationship. From they go to work. Hey, how you doing? You reach to work? Call me. During the day of work. Hey, you want to text me today? You okay? They yeah. at work, you know. They yeah. doing work. You want to text me? You want to check up on me? It's lunchtime. It's my lunchtime. Why you don't call me? I think that's why people share like the jokes and memes. Often it's just no... Yeah, okay, like, yeah, we ain't having a conversation, but there's something we can laugh over. But even that is get hurtful when they put something in their status and you don't see it. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, so you right. so busy today, you couldn't look at my status. Mm -hmm. And I put that there for you. All the people who do this, call your phone and be like, hey, you don't see I sent you a message today? Yeah, what is yeah. it? Go read the message. Yeah, like, but I'm on the phone with you right you now. Just tell me, me what it, it says. Go read it. <laughs> Click. Mm-hmm. 
my whole thing is we have all these habits from a sociological point of view, right? All these are psychological and sociological, but mm. we have all these habits that I watch in my industry, social media, that I hate. Like, I literally work for social media, and I tell people who are using their phone, take a break. That's why I turn my phone off. Like, it's like, you know, me management. Right? Like, I have a set time, like, 2 o'clock every day. Mm. I put my phone on, like, work mode or airplane mode. I don't cut it back on until, like, 6. But hey, COVID-19, like, everybody was on their phone all the time. They they were destroyed. All this information, bad and good, what is true, what is mm, fake. Nah. I was like, how about this, bro? Turn the phone off. Turn the phone off and keep to the basic rules of this. Wash your hand. Mm-hmm. Sanitize your stations. Right. Mm. Keep from anybody who looking sick, keep away from them. Mm. And even if you don't come in their presence, wear a mask. These rules were so simple. And then you go on social media and you see all the parties getting up and all the people mm-hmm. partying. And you realize, oh, that's why you're spreading. Yeah. Because I might be listening to the rules, but they like. Not listening to the rules yeah. or you going out. There are people who understand the algorithm of these apps where they send you down a wormhole because. Don't even, yeah. Mm-hmm. The algorithms, Real. the analytics all that stuff is what i have to study and report on and i hate it because it changes so frequently literally one yeah. one i think january right after the blackout actually you got some of the lowest social media reach and impressions ever yeah then the next one it was like it was double because now the new algorithm had to make up for what they do to you and all of a sudden like on ub page we was losing people every month all of a sudden after the new algorithm we gained 93 followers yeah and then also when they started shifting to more like i see I tell people for Instagram is more you, you post real stories and oh, characters. Oh, reels now for sure. If you yeah. have a regular post, you won't get none. Yeah. Real sto- and if you're going to make a regular post, make it a carousel so multiple images and mm. things like that. Listen, mm. like, oh yeah. my God. I, I want to talk about it. Like somebody shares an account with me, a coworker, right? Yeah. And the other day something happened and they post literally 20 pictures. Back to back on the same no, day. And I was like, oh my God, mm, no. you just made all the hard work I do on behind the scenes with this algorithm. Just for you doing that, Instagram is going to be like, obviously, they don't know the rules because mm-hmm. you're supposed to post 10 per post yeah. instead mm-hmm. of spreading it over. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to make people swipe so they can stay on the post longer, so, right? Yeah. To get more engagement. But it's like, obviously, this person don't know the rules. But when I look at the numbers, I was like, wow. Hmm. It's like they literally is like, yeah, let's reset your account because you won't be stupid today. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, times and stuff. But uh, yeah. that, that leads into the rebellion part of me, right? And yeah, so the rebellion. The, the, Actually, so I want to talk about the security first. Cut all that out. Let's go back to this. <laughs> no, we, we, we can keep that in. So before I left you, What you think happened that day? Had it. Tell day? me the story Hold you know. Which, which the day, day? The, when I got in. The, I got, the day. Oh, no, I think <laughs> this is what I think later because yeah. when that happened that day, I was ready in Atlanta seeing it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But what you wear happened? Okay, so well, let me backpedal where I think how this all connect, right? All right, all right. So a couple of months before, like November 2011, because this happened like early 2012, right? Yeah, my birthday. Yeah. February, mm-hmm. February 2nd. 2012. 2011. No, I was due to graduate 2011 because I graduated 2012. So I was due to graduate 2011. Why? I feel like I was away. Was it? No, you're right. You're right. It was 2012. Yeah, I was in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So timeline wise, October 2011 or November 2011, out on campus, a lot of people started complaining about how aggressive the security be. Right. And then it was a situation when... Several leading up to mine. Yeah, but the one that stand up to me, it was a situation (laughs) one morning where the students started fighting back to security and they called the police. Right. That morning, I was filming some part of it and the head 
as a security officer to uh, confiscated my camera. Mm. I was like, oh, delete, blah, blah, blah. So I had to walk. He took my, no, he took my ID and I had to go all the way to the head office across mm. the street by KFC mm. to go get it back. And he was like, oh. Because you don't got no rights. Yeah. Oh, da, da, da. Well, come to find out, that's my family member. And I was like, if I ever meet him, even this years later, I can give him a piece of my mind about that. Yeah, well, day. You know, <laughs> so, so, like, you know, but I mean, yeah. So, like, and then, um, shout out Levette. I, I saw a video of like we was mm. we was in production class together. Yeah, and I we did the that. ENG of the whole student assembly. And I remember I think Levette was saying about how the like, security guards be hitting on her and da 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 da. Mm. So I felt like that tension was bubbling from then. So I left. Mm. I in Atlanta, chilling on Twitter, da 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 da. And then that's when I see this videos and situations for Bahamas Press. Mm. So initially when I saw it, I was like. I know of these dudes just being aggressive again because mm-hmm. I seen it in front of my face mm-hmm. live. They beating up students. So I'm like, this is just another situation. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you know, people were saying, oh, he was drunk, blah, 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 blah this, that, and that. Mm-hmm. And then from afar, I just see the whole situation play it out. In fact, I was telling PG, I think I had to start taking some writing courses around there. And I was, I think me and you had conversed Small talk Might over have, the internet. I, I developed yeah. a little bit of a protective thing around then. Yeah. So I actually mm-hmm. like forgot people names and forgot people for about two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we I went we, into like a state of depression for two years. After. Yeah. So like because I started even I was like I was so inspired by the story. I started mm-hmm. sort of writing skeletons of the story and then I was like when I met you like a couple years ago, I was like when I finally like get it more fleshed out, it's like I can before I even do I can bring it to you. And like, get your blood, like, let you go through it, get your blessing. Yeah, I mean, it can't it. come on no more because they're working for you. You would. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> right. yeah. But, you know, but just the whole thing, but just for the audience. Yeah. Take them uh, their so whole situation. The, fun, the best version of the story I heard, because I love this one, <laughs> is that I went over to Kirkies and I got like, I oh, guess if they flip. clip this out, they can say, oh, see, he admitted, right? Yeah. But whatever. Social media. <laughs> but literally, they was like, boy, Renbert, we here, you going over to Kirky? And you get one, two NSC, and you pop them. You was like, ah! <laughs> and then you come back to campus, and you was like, boy, F this and F that, and like this and all this, right? Uh, and then they record you, boy, because you know you was cursing a lot. Yeah. And then they say, boy, security is trying to deal with you, and you run to the library, like, I can tell everybody, you can touch me. Baby, and I heard that story in all my depression, I laughed hard. I was crying. Because I was like, but that's a way better story than the truth. Yeah, because, you know, because from the angle, it was like, bro, students, da-da-da-da, like, you know, um, yeah. I guess it was be blah, a, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and shout out to a lot of people who are active in it, but like, yeah. there's so much players in on that night and on my life. So much people mm. for the story. I actually wrote a book called How to Stomp a Rat. Only five people, like Dr. Um, sorry, Miss Blackwell, um, Ernesto, Ernie, a good friend, mm-hmm. uh, DeAndra Cartwright. Mm. Uh, a few people actually read it, mm. but I can't publish it. I can't put it out there. It, it conflicts with my current job, right? Mm. But would this be like a later release? It was like a comedy. Remember when I I used to do comics on campus yeah. with Mickey mm-hmm. the Rat, yeah. right? So the comics that. was ways of me letting out some of that steam about all the stuff I learned and now that I'm president. And this side is like, People have sit in this position and allowed this to go on and nobody's speaking up. Now, I also had learned to tailor down some of my passion. So mm. the comics became a release. So on the night of, um, that day was so funny. So I can't never say where I was before 
I can say it now. The time then gone. So <laughs> I actually had <laughs> class before the whole thing. Okay. Mm. So imagine I went to class. That day was my birthday. There's three things that impacted, four things that impacted my case. One, there was a campus party, pajama party, uh-huh. that a next student was throwing that had pictures of vaginas on their flyer. So that, that, was this, that was all over campus. So I had to go to an early morning meeting with security and student affairs. And everybody asked the question, why? Because I had class off property somewhere too for my internship at St. Andrews. Mm. But when I came back, there's like this whole issue. And I saw the emails. Renberg, the flyers are everywhere. And they want to know how the flyers got up. And who put these flyers up with the vagina? And they saying, it's our pajama party because we were throwing a pajama party too. Mm-hmm. So imagine the whole day they arguing about pajama right. party. When I come on campus, I am wearing pajamas. <laughs> so there's like this your party. Right. I was like, no, it's not. I know the student who put this up. They came to me asking for Cobus assist. I said, hell no. Right. You know what? He put no pictures like that. And honestly, I know you. I know what you're trying to do with this party. I won't be a part of that. I already talked to this. How do you, so how do you have an, uh, that Yo, type of party on you gotta campus? Learn, you got to learn politics. So okay. he was denied from campus. But what he did was he took his $50 prints and he got it anyway. And he put them up throughout campus that night. No, but you say the party was on campus? Yeah. He his was, party? His party, he wanted to throw it in the sub. And he couldn't because we were throwing a party in the club, in the sub. So he had his party? He was promoting it to have it somewhere else. It okay, didn't matter. Yeah. The whole thing is he wanted people to come to his right. party. All right. <laughs> so th- this is important because all this literally paid into my, my court case, right? Mm. So I dealt with that the night before. I was like, dude, ain't nobody supporting that. Stop it, right? So before I came on campus, they had created the story that I am throwing the party. That's my party. Mm-hmm. And that the flyers everywhere. So they came to me uh, at the time. Um, what her name is? Jillian Gray. Yeah. She was my PR assistant, right? Yeah. And Jillian came to me and, and it was uh, Peter Mitchell. And they was like, oh, what we could do with these flyers? Now, at this point, my leadership, I'm stressed and I'm very direct and also a little bit of a, I'll say, arrogant old, right mm-hmm. so literally i'm a smarty some days and that was one of the days i chose to be it because it's the day before my birthday i was like well you'll stress me right so i literally was like hey if there are flyers everywhere and they're not stomped by the university means that we didn't approve them why don't we just take them down <laughs> and i walked off boy i regret doing that so <laughs> some people took that as um sorry for calling jillian name and all that but she was <laughs> <laughs> I ain't supposed to call people names, but right. it's too late. Like, the story yeah. already out there, right? right, right. Mm. So, that was the first thing that happened. And at the same time, one of my boys came to give me a bottle of wine. The, again, an important fact in my car. <laughs> so, the bottle of wine touched Which my hand. Into two Hennessy's. Yeah. I was literally suspended <laughs> for 10 months because by UB's rules and regulations, if you are caught in possession of alcohol, you are suspended. Mm. Mm. If students knew that, right? If you just <laughs> yeah, caught with right? possession of alcohol, you don't have to drink it. Yeah. Just because it was that identifiable bottle of wine. And then, of course, two people verified that they saw me mm. with this bottle of wine. That is the foundations of why I got suspended. It had okay. nothing to do with drinking. Okay. Now, they could suggest that I drank it and I had added to it. But then my thing, my counter argument to that when I went into council was, um, so I drank it in class because what y'all need to understand is I had a two hour class before this. Mm-hmm. So in between the class and that was a 10 minute break mm-hmm. where I went up to the sub. Right. And I looked around and none of my friends was there. So it's my day before my birthday. I have friends, you know, people who I could trust. Uh-huh. Nobody in the sub. It's only two people. Lukisha Cartwright, April, um, um, 
I'm afraid. Anyway, let's <laughs> say Indians. Right. So literally, and I could still remember it, but I was singing gospel songs with them. So I was a choir boy. And next thing you know, security boss in. Hmm. And there was uh, a higher end letter that was sent. I was CC'd in it, stating that there are no events on campus. And I told security, I know. Let's go back in time. Right. Two o'clock during the two to four break, I embarrassed myself and became the most hated person on campus. Why? Security had me go on stage from two to four and announce that there would be no events on campus that night. Again, oh, that, that the day. person being mm-hmm. accused of throwing party at yeah. two o'clock on record in front of a hundred students canceled all parties on property. Hmm. So how y'all could accuse hmm. me of throwing parties if y'all told me at two o'clock by the man of security and the president to cancel so all no parties, parties on campus. Right. And the students, of course, booed me and say, but you dead, <laughs> but you, what kind of president are you working for? Yeah. All this on the day before my birthday. <laughs> so I took blame for all the cancellations of parties. Now it's being accused of throwing a party. And once again, I'm in the a-hole mode, right? So when security busting and say, but you throwing a party, I was like, but that's an Arthur James party. No people. <laughs> Man. No DJ. Mm-hmm. No nothing. What party are you throwing? Mm. Honestly, I still remember, it's like, at that point, all my stress, it was like a snap on my head. I was like, this is the one time I know I'm not wrong. <laughs> right. There's no way this <laughs> I am get very sure. I am very sure. <laughs> so they were trying to escort you off a of camp? They did. They escorted yeah. me out the sub, and I literally took my key out of my pocket, turned the key, and said, anyway, I can see you later. They was like, we just tell you don't go back on the sub. I said, but it don't make sense, though. I have a key to the building. <laughs> like, I could come back, and also I leave my car keys. They didn't want to hear that. So they say, oh, you being this and that. So there was an altercation. And literally, I had 19 witnesses to say what really happened. And this is how much, but as a Christian God fan, man, we was at literally a conference for a Baptist church. My mom's car is where the 19 testimonies of what really happened. That night was. Why is it with a parking lot, with a policeman circling all through the night, the only car that got broken was my mom's car that day? And mm. why is it the only thing that was stolen? This fox, wait a minute, let me tell you this. The only thing that was ever stolen from a car was my 19 testimonies. That was already um, what the stump is, but a JP, um, um, the whatever it is, yeah, yeah. Right. sealing approval, the seal of already the done, approval. waiting for my court case. I'm confident that the truth will come out. The one thing I had 19 testimonies, God. and five of the people were people who were already on disciplinary actions so who tell me live, but remember, I can't even help you, but because security could pull my file. Mm-hmm. But the things I learned through that incident made me into the man I am. When I saw all these moving parts and how the world really is work, I never was aware of. I never knew this dark side of life. I was a Christian all my life, but right? mm. so go on back to it. When I went back to the security, did I ever cuss that night? Yes. I'll admit it. I'm a Christian. The mm. one time I cussed that night was in a room with security when I was frustrated, telling them how tired I am of all this ass word, right? Mm-hmm. Everything I get accused of, I literally obeying everybody all day. I just got from class yeah, and it's my pre-birthday. Right so now. I got in so the library from this whole... That's because I was pushed. So when the security pushed me, I told them I'm going to go to the library and write a report to mm-hmm. send to your superiors. Mm-hmm. So only people who was in the library, which is a part of my testimonies, know that when I came in there, I was sitting by a computer typing. I was typing an angry letter, boy. Mm-hmm. And then I asked the students as their president, can I talk? And so I began to talk and I began to cool down and vent. And while I went, is when the security and the you. police came. They and they escalated you, it again. I had already calmed down, but mm-hmm. I was telling speeches, Maya Angelo, Stephanie, how we need to stand up and play. A lot of these things we can solve ourselves. We don't even need Cobus, but 
we could become change. I was just talking, mm-hmm. literally being an inspirational speaker. Next thing you know, security there telling me they need to escort me. I asked them what I do. Well, you don't really do nothing. We just need you to come outside. I said, well, can I finish talking to the students? No, you bothering them. I asked the students, am I bothering you? Right. They said no. Yeah. So I continued talking. I could show you how much of the truth I could share this. I only share this story when I'm paid, but literally. Mm. QC paid me well, different people. When I'm paid to be an inspirational speaker on stage going to prisons, it's the only time I tell the truth. Mm. That was the most scary and embarrassing night of my life. Because I was being surrounded by policemen who were telling me I do something. I know I ain't do nothing, but... <laughs> but to make so it work, like literally, they telling me, but you acting like this, this out of your character, you must be drunk. I said, what? oh my God, literally, and it started playing my mind on the recording. I said it. So what y'all could tell people that I went with my girl and drank wine. This is why me and my girl fighting on. My girl was like, nigga, I ain't saw you that day. How my name getting the story? I said, I was talking about a scenario that I know they're going to do. I was telling y'all mm-hmm. what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. They could tell y'all I drunk to explain all this. At that time, I think that was the most radical point in my life. And I just felt like, Literally, I, I, I went from this point of trying to get a master's PhD one day, become smart. I feel like that moment changed you to it the did. artist. That's you... why I became an artist. I yeah, realized yeah. all this, even though I'm doing my master's now, all this, uh. let me get smarter and let me articulate it, let me write. When you look at the changes of the world, the people who really make and change, they ain't doing all that. No, they, they just maintaining the they status just, no, quo. No, they just do it. Yeah. They just do it. I, just, I give you a bad example. As much as people want to talk about Kanye West, he did stuff. Nah. He has done stuff that resulted in changes, whether good or bad. He's mm. done stuff. Mm-hmm. Even leadership styles, right? Hitler was a leader. His form of leadership style people don't like because of what it stands for, but he still was able to lead yeah. thousands of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a leader. We don't talk about leadership style in him because people say, no, no, no. Because the end product But think is about how just... effective his leadership was, though. Yeah, his leadership style has been copied numerous times since then. It's just... So I, I, I was studying these stuff and learning. I was becoming smarter from a dumb child who couldn't read to now appreciate knowledge. Mm-hmm. And at that night, just became a click where um, the next side of myself that I was neglecting. So I stopped drawing. I wasn't doing caricatures. I wasn't doing animation. I had given up on art to get smart and get a degree. Mm-hmm. And that night literally was the night where the persona of Wayne Head was born. Mm. Literally, Wayne Head carried me for about six years in depression. Mm. The, that that became my shield. So because how I think after this moment, obviously your name sort of carries this stigma. But how did you go about sort of rebranding into Wait, who you are? Now? It's not good. That the first thing that comes up when people go get your name is a court case. Firstly, <laughs> I couldn't right. find a okay. job. Yeah, I couldn't find anything easy. Although I was not. Um, giving any of the charges. I didn't never get charged, none of my police record. Right. It's still factual that there was a public right. exercise mm-hmm. that anybody could find or they could recall or they could recognize me. So imagine going to Shell and Shagan because you don't know if you can get this job. Me, Mr. Cooper, Mr. Super Confident, Cobus President, all these accolades, Junior Achievement, letters from the Governor General, you name it, I had uh-huh. it, right? And I couldn't even get a job at Shell. But Man, wow. So my, my whole confidence went and literally, it was only because of literal counseling. I had two counselors who I still work with to this day at UB who saved my life. And I met about five students who put light back in me. But I met students like how you bringing up how I met you. Mm. I met a girl on campus. And at this time, this where the delusion of like love even started to get massive for me. I couldn't tell if somebody liked me, loved me, or what they into. 
because mm-hmm. everything just felt weird. Yeah. So I met a girl on campus who was just like, I tired of saying, like she stopped me one day and I, when I say I down, a part of my regulation is I couldn't stay on campus two hours after my class. I was security would have got me off. I you talking about when you came back? Oh, after when I came Tim. back after my suspension, yeah. I couldn't join a club. If I join the club, I'm suspended again. Um, if I'm seen on campus or at an event and security sees me and tell me to leave and I don't leave, I'm suspended again. If I'm too active on campus or in leadership position, I'm suspended again. My last semester when I got my highest GPA ever, which is the 3.8, is the most depression I have had in my life. Literally, one time I was in a class, my lawyer called and said this and that about my court case and say, okay, I know y'all pay us a bunch of money, but I figure it out. Just go up there and plead guilty. And I burst out crying. I said, boy, we didn't give all this money, all my savings. No, boy. And all you're telling me is just all I do is plead guilty and I would have been in a better position. Mm -hmm. Like this almost 10 months into my court case, but I was crying almost every day. Mm -hmm. I went through suicidal tendencies um, from my second day after coming from my court case. Because you got to remember, I got put with six charges. I got in in court, in the courtroom. They open up the courtroom. It's like six o'clock at night. They already closed. They open it to give me my six charges. Hold Mm -hmm. on. So this event, I, was, I, I went to actual court. But like, no, 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 no. Yeah. But when the night of this incident, I was thinking this happened like around 9, 10 o'clock. It was, a, it was about two days of occurred. Like, it happened 9, 10 o'clock. I went that night to the jail cell, right? Mm. At, um, with that, on the, the one whole, on uh, Blue Hill Road, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I yeah. stayed there for about two hours. A lot of politicians showed up. A lot of people questioned. A lot of my uncles was police. A lot of people showed up. But I stayed there. I have these marks on my hand to remind me. So I actually put my hand in piss that night. Mm. So in the video, you saw me holding on a piece of wire when they were dragging yeah. me. Yeah. That sliced my hand right here in hell. So when I went to the jail cell, my stupid had never been in jail. Didn't know he was going to touch things. So the guy was sitting, he was laying on the bench. So I couldn't be on the bench. I had to go on the floor. So I literally put my hand in piss for about 10 minutes. So this whole thing was infected. The next day, they had to get me to the hospital. Before yeah. my court case, when I got the charges, they had to get me to the hospital first. Mm. Mm. And also the police are very friendly. They gave me KFC. They cracked jokes with me. They made me feel like I ain't do nothing. Little did I know that there was this whole thing happening on the media, social media. My mom had done a press conference, people mm-hmm. saying stuff. And there was a decision made that this boy have to get these charges. And I say boy because that's how I was treated. Mm-hmm. So all the smiling up, all the buying KFC cracking jokes with the police officers. I even saw one of my uncles say, hey, uncle, everything cool. He say, boy. You look like you're going to court. I said, yeah, but they say straight. He said, boy, you better find you a good lawyer. Man. And I was like, I wasn't catching on. I literally was still naive. I wasn't catching on that, boy, these dudes are on a path of ruining my life. Mm-hmm. And they don't see it. They don't see the leader. They don't see a potential artist. They don't see the guy who's a church, a Christian, all the life. All they're seeing is troublemaker. You need he's, to go to radical. Boy, the reality, although I didn't get to go because I have a good fighting mother, my mommy, Fought. She literally found a lawyer who did us a favor and showed up. So I didn't have to go to Princess. So not Princess, to Fox Hill. Mm. Dude, my reality is that weekend, I was supposed to be in Fox Hill. Wow. Like, y'all take this little thing and say the resolution is, let's put them around on the criminals. Yeah, but they didn't make that big for yeah. you. I remember that for So <laughs> the funniest part is after I did it, only my friends showed up to the jail cell. I went back on campus on Monday to get my keys of the same office because the original reason why I was going in the sub is to get my keys for my car. Right. My car stayed at the weekend. And when I was going to get my keys after being let out the the, the jails, so, not the right. jails, after getting out the court, yeah. doing all the stupidness. To this day, when people say, but why you wear your pants so loose or why you wear pajamas? It's because I still battling psychological damage. My mm. uncle took my pants and rang it up and put my belt all the way up to my stomach. And I was like, 
all my life I was responsible and I never had to do this garbage. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, but you go on before the court and they get paid a picture of you and you can't look like a So to this day, I wear my pants low. You know why? Mr. Rebellion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that stuff about jail and all that. No, I wear my pants low because I have freedom, boy. Mm. Why my uncle had to pull up my pants and say, here, take my belt. <laughs> to this day, I don't wear no belts, boy. Y'all cost us. Because I really ain't do nothing. Mm-hmm. But let me work on God's side, right? So no, I just want a quick, yeah. quick question. Because basically in my, I just looking at myself being in that situation, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I looking at myself in that situation. That would be my villain origin story. Like, that would make me like that's go, 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 go dark. Like, <laughs> that's, know, that's what it was, man. You know. Um, had, like I say, that's my bot, man. Um, I traveled the world. I've been to six different states for free. Mm-hmm. I competed internationally. I got accreditations. I have good business relationships. I work. I rework my whole persona. Man, I, I noticed because I was watching from afar. Because yeah. it was like, when I saw you become the artist, you had started. To, like, you wasn't the primp and proper person I saw. It was like, mm-hmm. I'm more an artist, free flowing. Exactly. I, you know. I wear pajamas and yeah. a regret shirt. All yeah. of this is because I worked hard. Mm-hmm, it yeah. doesn't have anything to do with me being a PR of UB. I'm also supposed to be connecting with students. Mm-hmm. I also am a person who tells people, I even said it in Staff Beaten recently, I think we are smart enough to convince politicians, as the University of the Bahamas, that suits are the dumbest thing to wear in our culture. Yeah, I Africa, think they have their time and right? place. I don't know why <laughs> yeah. people didn't catch on it. Yeah, no, no, no. Africa. Design clothes <laughs> yeah. to suit their culture. Right. We are wearing suits, suits yeah. sweating, walking hot. from place to place. Why? Why? Colonialism, bro. Hot, hot, hot. That's, so, that's really what it is. So, I yeah. mean, I share my story and thank you for listening, but I share the story because it's my truth, boy. Like, yeah. I stay quiet and I smile and I crack those and I draw a character just because that's what I'm paid to do. That's what I need to do. Mm. But inside, like, I go to prison. I go to programs. It's me and um, the the principal for PACE right now, we're working on a male-oriented program because the program is called Providing Access to Continued Education. It's never pregnancy girl school. So we're building a program to mentor the fathers of the girls. Mm. The passion that God put in me, and he answered a prayer. I'll end with this. The prayer I prayed. No, I mean, we still got a couple of things. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. The prayer I prayed one of my nights when I was trying to hang in. I was hanging with my friends, mm. and I always talk about this on stage. I literally watch my friends. Well, this is like, Right there by the police station on Bay Street, they walk into McDonald's. And in the parking lot, I had like two Anakin in my hand, right? Mm. But I fall back and I literally remember falling on my knees, boy. And I cry and I was like, God, I feel lost. And I did a prayer and I break the two bottles on the ground. And I was crying and then my boy come and he's like, but you okay? I said, yeah, but yeah. it's like a moment in my life stopped and I address how lost I was as a Christian. Mm. and I believe he answered my prayer I said I wanted to connect with males more I want to understand what men going through mm. do it I can end with this my cellmate tell me I cool and if I wasn't cool because I was a big dude he was going to stab me with these two rusty nails Shanking then the, the crazy nigga in the back who's in the back of the cell over time it's like <laughs> but yeah. that's where you all put me boy that's crazy so Wayne had because the story doesn't stop there because it gets better mm-hmm. over time. So you created Wayne Head and this because we got no, no, and don't, don't misconstrue it. All credit to where I am in my life goes to Mahana, my big cousin. Mm. 
I have two cousins who sadly got mixed up with the law. Our grandfather told me and them, don't ever get your name mixed up. Don't get none on your record. My cousin, one advice is why I'm where I am. He said to me, while chilling, mm. <laughs> you really dumb. <laughs> you so busy trying to play their game and articulate what you want to say their way to learn how to read and communicate their way. You always sucked at that way. But <laughs> you have the ability to draw a kid's cartoon and tell yeah, your story your way. Right. And you won't waste time playing their game. And that's yeah. what my cousin said to me. That's deep, bro. That's, that's when they're, we they're, started. Yeah. I never had to talk. I don't have to talk no more, bro. Yeah. I talk in like this because I don't talk much. Yeah, yeah. I really, I don't really trust people. Like, if you're honest, I don't. No, I, I feel you. Like, <laughs> you know, certain events through life and you see people swing narratives make you jaded. Yeah, bro. My job get... as PR, if somebody sees me walling out somewhere and they want to, they can record me and cost me lose yeah. my job. Right. Yeah. I don't trust people. The yeah. one time I wild out on my birthday, I remember a lecturer saw me and he was like, boy, you was like the life of the party. You was having fun. And it's like, um, he wanted to record because he's like, you drunk or something? I said, no, bro. Didn't you had a jazz band show me out? He's like, yeah, why do you want to know your request? Dude, I just come in everywhere and say. Yeah, I, I know that. And I That's <laughs> one of the reasons why these dudes is how fun, but you, right. you ever been in a party with me? Yeah. And I over here at the Bahama where much people cannot afford. Mm-hmm. I am having fun, but mm-hmm. <laughs> my bill is always be $200. Wow. <laughs> Quick flex. Because <laughs> actually, that reminds me at night. Um, I buck you there. And then, like, we was going in the barn yeah, that night. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. like, Taz didn't get me. And he was like, bro, I get you, sure. It's like, bro, I waiting for these girls to start it up. And then my other friends, he yeah, was like, like, four girls. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. my other friend, he just come up, oh, Justin, you trying to get in? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, come this way or whatever. Like, you know, um, and there's a couple times I buck you inside there and, like, you yeah. know, different occasions. But, I want to get to the caricatures and weigh it. Because when I started seeing these, I was I want, like... I want, which camera are you looking? I want to say this on record. I mean, you can look in this, this one. one. This yeah. was in plan. <laughs> this was in plan. I right. I literally, when I saw these in there, I blushed. And I was like, whoa. Because, like, rarely you see the drawings, but to see it framed and positioned intentionally, but it shows appreciation. So I want to say, but thank you. Man. Yeah, man. No more. If I wanted to quit caricatures, I couldn't no more because yeah. of y'all, but thank you. No, because it's like, as soon as I got this, I'm like, yo, this is a piece of art. And I, I think immediately I put this in the frame from 2017. Mm-hmm. So when we had had a short dialogue, it was at Nod, which you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Man, I see this way making caricatures and this for free. I need to. I need <laughs> That's to literally how he said it. He's like, wait, no charge? Hold on. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was working. I, I get one, man. Yeah, I get one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and when he was like, I say, wait. Yeah, this is a special like, year like, too, boy. This the year I got the world's fastest. That's why when I look at the style, that's the style I got me world's fastest. Wow. When I draw like that, I fast. But I can draw 30 people in five minutes. Boy. Yeah, man, yeah, that's crazy. And then I was like, for real. Cause you know how uh, mine quick too. I remember that night. Yeah, yeah. but now you absorbed acid. You harness already. You can't be doing this stuff. Yeah, I just have to get two massages every month. I can't be doing that. How much? What? Yeah, uh, I have. I had chronic back uh, spasms. Oh, by then I was twenty six because of the posture. Like, if you ever see me with the new stuff I have for caricatures, yeah, everything is about posture. Even two of my artists, um, when there was like twenty working for me, yeah. we worked two events. Christmas is our busiest, right? In total, we had like thirty events. After the second event, they started calling out, but they said, my back hurting and this and that. And I was like, but y'all young, but let's go. And mm. literally, I had to go to every event, draw twice as fast because people paying for a certain amount of drawings. Yeah. And I told my artists couldn't make it. And they're young people. Mm. Jamaro, my good friend, he's cracked jokes about that. Like, it's the next up and coming artist. Uh, I keep forgetting the same. I think it's Terrell. 
Mm-hmm. I always did see him. I always see his work. Guy is talented. I think he's going to be definitely better than me, uh, if not already better than me. His character just style is dynamic. I hope he goes off to compete, right? But like the same way how Jamal passed the torch to me mm-hmm. and tell me some truths, I do that to people too. Mm-hmm. Should you continue doing characters if you love it? Yes. Should you make sure you have the good posture? Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> your back will hurt. Mm. Yeah, so, so you don't wear a brace now? Or? I do. Okay, if I have yeah. a long event, um, especially if I wear a suit, or if I had Atlantis because of the walk, you got to accumulate all the stuff. So yeah, my the price walking, right now, the, toting, the-, the price that I charge people is because I have that experience to say why well, I need to get paid this price. Yeah, yeah. If you tell me I go on over Atlantis to draw three hours, that's three seventy five an hour. Wow. And mm. people just be like, why so much? First of all, I need parking, right? Yeah. Second of all, mm-hmm. I have to pay for my assistant to bring mm-hmm. my stuff. Because mm-hmm. if I walk in and the average walk to the event is like 10, 15 minutes right. with all that heavy stuff. That's mm-hmm. a load on your That's shoulder. a load on my shoulder, a load yeah. on my arm. By the time I get ready, the first thing you can hear is crack, crack, crack. Right. And sometimes when you come, they just tell you the wrong time. It's time to start drawing. I even had no time to warm up. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I got to think about all that. Um, assistance are necessary because while I draw, sometimes I need water. Mm-hmm. So while I draw on tonight, the line get long. I need somebody else to facilitate that because when I have to facilitate that, that slows me down. Yeah, you see, it's a lot to the tricks. Um, after the facilitation and after the water, what else the assistant do? Make sure the client paying, but yeah. assistant, I tell them that hey, mm-hmm. hey, reach out to the client, tell them we about to be done. Make sure we secure our payment. One time I had a client who was paying me by um credit card. This is a big event over Atlanta, it's a private event, and you know, even on my resume, I never say oh I worked. For Atlanta, so for Obama, I actually meet the owners of Yamaha and all these different people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I can tell you stories about meeting them and being like, you don't get, I don't get tipped from some of them, but the moment where they was like, you got something that's gonna blow this world apart, is what really I cherish. Because mm-hmm. I remember one time I went to shut down, I was tired. Me and my boy Willard was there, and there was this one more couple was there, right? I give you two stories, but Willard, two funny mm-hmm. stories. Go ahead, one, man. The mm-hmm. first one is like we had to draw these people, and me and Willard was tired, dog. We talking about endless lines. We hired six people for the event, six corners at the Atlantis Conference Center, right? But we the senior artists. So once they started noticing that we could draw, <laughs> our lines long. I like take a second, I walk around, but I say one second, I run around. And the next artist, right? Some of them went to COB and I'm bucking them again. But they end up nobody on their line because they're styling and get all day too slow. Mm. And it's like, yeah, they're getting paid. They still can get paid. Right. The yeah. standard um, at that time was $75 an hour. Mm. Um, I ain't talked to Willard, but he, the standard has to be because of COVID, $125 an hour. And you're taking the testing and all this stuff. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But um, they still got paid. But at the same time, we did more work. Right. Yeah. So now we have these final people come. Imagine, just think a random Caucasian family come. Oh, we know you're all parking up, but can you just do one more? And literally, Willard and I am God friends. Something in us say, but draw this last one, right? So we sit down, we knock them out. I tired. The client didn't pay me, but the client sent in a note saying, we already paid you. Stop bunging us. I like crying. I was like, dog. Well, no, that's the second story. Anyway, yeah. the end of the first story is that when I went to Atlanta the next day, I was working for conference services. Mm-hmm. That client spoke very highly of us. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how they saw that we were tired and we still went on our way to draw his children and they loved the drawings. The style I was doing even back then, I'm not proud of. Like a lot of my, when I look at my old work because of where I am now and what I learned, I appreciate it. Like I appreciate this, but I like look at this and feel like 
You could do way better. This five years ago, be- yeah, right. bro, it's way better. This than literally right. five years ago. Yeah, that was that, 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 that rushy, rushy stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. this. This is more recent, right? Yeah, that one more like recent. That's nineteen. Yeah. So when I look at this, this one, I like. If anybody look at my style now, I embrace it and exaggerate. I try to slowly introduce payments to the idea that exaggerations is cool, right? Mm-hmm. Because everybody's stuck on cookie cutter, which is mm-hmm. Jamal style, right? Yeah, Portrait man. face, cartoon body. No, you cheating. You yeah. made me draw a portrait of your face mm-hmm. for ten dollars. Hmm. Yeah. And then just the cartoon body, so you can make me feel no. Mm-hmm. That's a portrait of your face. It's a right. portrait price, right? Yeah, yeah. You know. So um, the second story is one time I was working at an event, and at this point, me and Willard don't work together no more because we have different pricing. Mm. So my price is one seventy five an hour. Um, Willard in the site. Mm. So I, I invited him to one of my events where he gets paid more. So the client said they'll meet me at the event to pay me, right? So Willard is an older looking guy. I'm young. So the client, so he's the boss. They thought he was me, right? So oh. they gave Willard like eight hundred dollars that night, right? And Willard <laughs> called me the next morning, but he ran. I just want to say, boy, it's a pleasure to work with you, boy. <laughs> you ever need me again, but let me know, right? So this time I on the next night round with the client, say one second, but yeah, I round. So let me click say, who you give the money to last night? It's like we give it to the boy-headed man with the the space in his teeth. And the, the I said, okay, yeah, okay. He works for the company. I want to apologize. I start apologizing. This and that is pleasure. Made them laugh. Hang up. I say, Willard, <laughs> last night you talk about getting a tip. How much that tip was, boy? Boy, they tipped me good, boy. Oh, man. They gave me so much. I say, boy, what if you don't break my money? <laughs> like, literally, boy, but that's my Bruh. boy. That's mm. my boy. And I think, um, you know, if anything, anybody listens, don't take all that negative. When I right, go back right. to that place to yeah. talk about that incident, that's because that happened, bro. No, that no, so yeah, that happened. Like, people just be like, oh, you shouldn't say it like that. And this. No. no, no, no. You forget wasn't them. there, bro. No, forget you, them, bro. Yeah. Do you forget know that? I, I never even get in trouble in sock. Yeah. One time I get in trouble was in grade seven for selling fake tickets. Mm-hmm. I pimp out everybody. My boy, my, my boy, that's me. So I had a reunion and mm-hmm. he just said, but how much he did hate me, boy. Yeah. He's like, boy. Everybody stay quiet. We ain't know who do the stickers. When I come in there, ah, he do it, he do it, he do it. He give me the ticket. He tell me this is real, but I pimp on everybody. But I say, I got to go to church on Sunday. But y'all can set me up to go to hell. <laughs> but um, yeah. So all in all, when it comes to the persona, Wayne, it was my shield Um, around after I won the accolade of world's fastest. It started to click on me. I couldn't. I was drawn out of anger for years. I was using the anger from that situation. Bro, and, I get so relate to and that. And channeling like, to do these drawings. And every time somebody uh, healing me, every time I get likes, internally I was like, that's right. Y'all tell me I was supposed to go to jail. That's right. I supposed mm-hmm. to be like this and that. Right. right? The funniest part about it, and I'll admit it, because, you know, as a grown man, mm-hmm. I wasn't smoking and I wasn't drinking. I definitely wasn't having sex at that incident. I was still a virgin. Boy. Mm-hmm. How are you talking about when you made this? No, when I got in trouble with you, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So when I got in trouble, you know what it is to be a virgin who ain't even never smoke weed, you just barely a drink, uh, can't even hold right. y'all God, and then they accusing you of being drunk. Uh, and then to make it worse, for two years, every time I went out to get a drink, everybody go, hey, 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 you, you don't get too much of them, boy. <laughs> no, don't. So I never could have even enjoyed. Uh, my feet, mm. I hate people. Bro. <laughs> like, but people. I can tell, I can tell you about real drunk nights. Uh, my close friends know, but one in particular, when my boy Adrian changed yeah. my life, dog. Adrian, this, the funny part is this all happened one year before I got hired from Atlanta. Okay. So I went out with some friends who I claim as my friends, right? They using my car, but I getting a little drunk. Do you know we went over at Nanasta party? It's like three o'clock in the morning. Y'all remember pre-COVID, right? Yeah. Three o'clock yeah. in the morning, right? Yeah. They yeah. driving my car. They take my keys, lock me on the car. This time I drunk. 
So I tipsy and all this. I don't know where to go. I see a light pole. I said, let me just sleep here so at least they can find me, right? If you know about Atlantis, there's a place where all the buses has come. Yeah, you're talking about yeah. the terminal. By the terminal. Yeah, yeah. I was there for like two hours, pissed drunk, sleeping underneath the pole. Mm. Real talk, dog. I was there, pissed drunk, sleeping underneath the pole. That's how depressed it was. And my friends is inside partying and getting girls. And I had uh, a girl in my life and a couple other people keep telling me, but these ain't your friends, but... Mm. And Adrian is one of those people. Adrian literally, he was knocking off Milanos. And this is a part of, like, y'all talk about drunk nights that, oh, I was drunk that night. I wasn't drunk that night. After the incident is when I started drinking. I was mm. depressed, boy. Wow. Mm. had started because I was getting um, $5 and $10 tips for doing caricatures on Facebook. And as people come to my house to get their drawing, they give me $5, $10. I went and gave them money and I bought alcohol, boy. Mm. It was so bad. My mom and my dad one morning was telling me they got to go. My mommy pushed open the door and she had clink, 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 clink. And that's mm. when it clicked to me. I was like, but it's a lot of money. Like, you know, the accounting part yeah, of me come out. Right, it's right. a lot of money. Really. Like, I spent a lot of money drinking. But I used to walk to my house, go to every liquor store inside um, inside the area mm. for Carl Arbor and come back to my house and drink. I was drinking myself to death, but... <laughs> mm. No, bro, I get but so, it's so much of this stuff I can relate to. Queen so, uh, out of rage. Yeah, but funny. I don't know if anybody can remember that. And all the accolades I get over um, Atlantis, all the awards. Yeah, I'll admit it. I was a drunk underneath a light post, and my boy saved my life. Mm. He was passing by. He said, But this looked like me, right? But he didn't know. Mm-hmm. When he come back, imagine me slouch up against a pool like this, but he looking mm. like a freaking bomb, boy. Mm. Right. And he come in the car, and he's like, But come in this car, boy. He drive me around for two hours, talk rough to me, say, get out this place, but what happened to you, this and that. And only him and like two other of my friends know how the press that one night, but mm-hmm. had me, but like I honestly could cry about it. Was, wow. And, mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. just was like people wasn't taking out seriously. I was going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like literally he saved my life. Um, get everything about the ghetto. Started believing in art. Investor going off to the conference. So when I went off to my first conference, that blew my mind. So the reason why I went off to the conference is my counselor said, because even my counselors was sad at who I had become. Mm-hmm. My Every counselor I went to, I probably knew. Right. So literally it was like they watching this dude who was doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now this, the shadow of himself, dog. Mm-hmm. And you can't counsel him out of it because he actually going through this. Mm-hmm. So... The advice, um, I think it was Camille Smith, actually. She told me, go back to what God gave you, boy. Like, forget all this knowledge. Forget all this books. What God gave you from day one. And that ended up being drawing. And that's when I started drawing to get out the depression. That's when I started using caricatures as art therapy. That's why I even knew Norm, the sipping paint. As well as like, yeah, I knew Norm, we ain't, we ain't no sipping paint. You don't come there and get mm. drunk with us. You don't mm-hmm. come there and, oh, don't learn art. You come in there, you can learn art. You could have a good time. You could laugh. You could learn about the enjoyment. Like anytime in the series, when we doing, I call them, we doing a show, dog. I tell them, even the artists we're working with, this is a show. From the second these people come here, we are performing because we got to change lives. COVID happened. Mm-hmm. When you come to our show, you can't leave the same. You could do this painting, but there's a point in the painting where the music playing and you painting and nobody touching that phone. That moment is what we're aiming for. Right. Psychologically, mm-hmm. it's called flow. It's positive psychology mm-hmm. between boredom and anxiety. Flow, boy, you in the flow. Like basketball, you in the flow. You in yeah. the groove. Right. Mm-hmm. When people hit that, and he's bringing up at the end, anybody else realize for 30 minutes, nobody pick up their phone? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my goodness, for real. Right. 
Like people going over their paint and they adjusting colors. And then, you know, they round us. Why you want to do the stencil? Why you want to outline it? Because <laughs> the same kindergarten, you was an adult. Right. Mm-hmm. So we teaching them true sipping paint. Same thing with characters. We teaching them how to heal whenever I do my course. I don't want you to be the best artist. Remember, this is a show. If you can't draw good, be good at customer service. Right. If you're good at customer service, suck a draw. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you find a balance, then you're me, right? Right. But the whole thing, like, even Noonom was supposed to be, because it ain't never um, Lavandria Lyric, a.k.a. Lyric, right? Yeah. Singer. Lavandria role. Mm-hmm. What Noonom was supposed to be was this collaboration of artists mm-hmm. controlling their clients. So, not saying control, control, but right, right. if I have... 400 followers. I have 400 people who can show up to the event. Mm. If I charge $10 at the door, I should leave with how much money? $4,000. Yeah, yeah. $4, I trying to teach other artists what I already learned. So the first event we throw with Soy Boy, shout out to Soy Boy, right? He let us premiere show before anybody else. Mm. And we fill up the room. 60 people showed up. And I showed that. I said, boy, literally Soy told me, and sorry, don't beat me up for this. <laughs> he literally told me the night before, but I'm promoting this, boy. Ain't nobody messing with this show. I ain't even bringing like I gave him like twenty free tickets to give this family. Say these these people ain't on my run, babe. Like he was in a bad place. Mm. Yeah, because he sort of haven't had an arc like that right. recently too. So you know, and literally I like reach out to him. I wouldn't say we boys, boys, but we know each other. And mm-hmm. I was like, but sorry, I see you. And it's not. I did a show back then too called Creative Leadership. Mm-hmm. So I actually was reaching out. I learned. I knew about Julian Believe wines before months. Yeah, almost fell. Yeah, I know yeah. about it too. Cause yeah, like, you know, I work with him. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. I was talking to Dasque. I was talking to people, and I was letting them tell their story for audiences to learn. Mm-hmm. And I had about ten people who actually was tuning in. Who's like, wait, bring the show back, wait, because. Mm-hmm. Everything Dasque declared on that show is what he did. Everything that Sawyer and Julian them declared, they did. Right. So it's like, there's like creators were sharing the process before it happened and that was beautiful. Right. And you're doing the same thing here too, but good yeah. job. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing was, when I talked to Sawyer and he was like, but I ain't really care. I didn't get Sawyer could pull us waiting. We fill up the room. So I was like, mm-hmm. no, but I ain't doing nothing. So I went into my marketing mind. I did a promotion. I created platinum, mm-hmm. silver ticket system. I made people feel special. They fill up the room. And I did it once. I only did it once because I tell every other person in the team, if it's your event, right, and I giving you all the door, how you expect me to push for you to get money and I get nothing? I mean, no sense. Right. You push, bring your crowd. Mm-hmm. And event after event, the numbers started decreasing. You know, to be honest, a lot of people who I work with, not saying anything wrong with the event or the people, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't pulling the same numbers. Mm-hmm. So it came to a point where I invested like 10000 in New Norm. I break even. But it, like that's $10,000 I invested in the other artists to learn that Everybody want this whole, my price is this. And if I ain't get my price, I ain't coming out. And I trying to humble some artists to be like, boy, these people, these Bahamian people made some us, but I ain't gonna never turn my back on Bahamians, boy. Bahamians are the ones who saved me on my depression. I Like anybody who come to me, they be like, boy, how much your caricature is this? Uh, oh, 75, 65, reasonable. Mm-hmm. If it's a tourist, 300. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Serious, I only can see you once in my life. There's a process thing. for me coming to you. Yeah. I got to get my hair cut. Mm-hmm. You got to put gas in. There's a process. Right. You know? But for my behemoths, but I know if I, I meet average people who just want free drawings and real story, right? I think I'm running on a little bit too long, but. We <laughs> 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 were to wrap after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I recently yeah. met a person who I did the event for their, their daughter's caricature event, right? Uh-huh. For their daughter, right? And mid experience, I get my call for my master's, my interview. Mm-hmm. and I literally looked at her and I told her it might happen right so they called and I was like mom I know I still have more drawings to do but I really need to do this interview because my master start next week 
So I go on and do the interview. It ended up taking an hour, hour and a half. And I come back and I see this girl, right? No, no. I went for 45 minutes mm-hmm. and they never locked into the zone. So at this point, I oh. feeling like, oh, okay. At 45 yeah. minutes, let me finish this job, right? Mm-hmm. The second I sit down, there's one girl who wanted to get drawn all day. And I believe in never leaving the one, right? So I started drawing. I said, enough. I said, yeah, we can get to drawing. Don't worry about the masters. And my man is like, screw this. God ain't want this for me. Mm-hmm. The second I started drawing the little girl, they call me and say, okay, the room movement. They apologize and all that. So now mm-hmm. I got into the masters and I went to the client. She said she's satisfied with what I do, but I tell her, no, no. That one little girl in that chair who wanted to get draw and I let her down, that on my mind. Right. So I drew 20 people for free. Just mm-hmm. like that. Nice. I just wow. knock them out. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> that's also amazing. I, um, no, I, you. that's what people missing with. No, like, I always yeah. talk. I just talked to um, Ruckus about that this morning about paying people being selfish and not with the communal yeah, thing and coming together, you, like you know. And I'm a runner. I think did I touch everything? <laughs> yeah, you touch everything. I mean, yeah, look man. at the less way. <laughs> I mean, I didn't until everything get discussed. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the less. Okay, I mean, I said my birthday. Only thing is by <laughs> February. February. Yeah, you did say your birthday. I said my birthday. My birthday is February. I Aquarius. <laughs> but that's, but that's, that's a team I mean it's like way I hungry yeah, I mean see. you sort of covered I mean that's yeah. all a part of the I, I, if I could less than a minute but yeah. I hungry Doctors. is a part of my rehabilitation too okay. I was not a good big brother um, I wasn't jacking for my little sister she's living her own life I was in my own life and I realized after the incident after my depression I wasn't caring for my little sister so I started caring out for lunch and then we started recording because mm-hmm. I always get to see and if you don't know I'll check out Life or EAC I saw my sister where she is now before she even saw it. Mm. She is always just like calculated. She went off to college, study account, you know, boring life, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she wasn't given into a creative side. My sister's funny, boy. Mm. Like hella funny, inspirational. Even with life, like when I used to work with them, I used to let my sister teach classes. And she's like, why are you always been it? Because I saw it, but I saw where she is now mm-hmm. and people loving her for who she is. But she always had this thing where she didn't have that confidence. So I had to let her have a time to grow. And literally at the cusp of COVID, she launched a YouTube page. And a year and a half later, she is monetized and she's getting paid. Bam, just wow. Like yeah, I seen some of the videos. She's stick with it. And literally behind the scenes, that's what Boy Hungry is. Me being a better, bigger brother. I was not a good big brother. Um, my sister, I could tell you at one point in my life, came to me and showed me love. And she said, you is a hoe. Mm. You is a hoe? <laughs> Keep all these dirty bungies out this freaking house. <laughs> like my sister, get on me. Mm-hmm. And my sister, though she is younger than me, I could say I don't feel it from grade two with my learning disability. That's a secret I can end with. Mm. Guess how I used to pass English, but my sister mm. in grade two used to read over my grade seven papers wow. and correct it. I would not have finished school if my sister would, wasn't helping me in English. Wow. That's it. That's my truth. That's his truth. Next time here on Family Guy. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you again, Rimper, for coming on and sharing your whole entire story. You know, I feel like. Yeah, wait. There's so much. I died tomorrow, so at least you have something you can sell, you know? Yeah, I was. was (laughs) Knocking wood. So. Yeah, well, that's a good story. We thank y'all for joining us on our audio adventure. You could see all of Rimbird's link below. Obviously, we cut clips, share it, and tune in, you know. Follow Rember and all the socials. Uh, Wayne oh, don't Ed. follow me. <laughs> Either yeah, way. Right. <laughs> yeah. I ain't TikToking. Oh, you on TikTok? Yeah? I on TikTok. Oh, okay. I'm not on TikTok. I post some pictures. You know what? You see that. <laughs> <laughs> Where the moves? <laughs> That's fancy, bro. Yeah. 
All right, we can see y'all later. Yeah, yeah, see.